This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which publishes curiosity-driven stories, topical newsletters, and locally-focused podcasts, all in the service of informing Edmontonians about their community. Taproot has launched a project to find out what you want the candidates to be talking about as they compete for your votes in the 2021 municipal election. It's called The People's Agenda. Visit taprootedmonton.ca to indicate what your key issue is. Taproot's team will use these responses to create an agenda that reflects the priorities of the people. This will shape their coverage leading up to the election in October of 2021. This project needs to hear from as many Edmontonians as possible, so add your voice today at taprootedmonton.ca. Enjoy the show. Hey, fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another, and another, and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them, bang them, bang them. Somebody, light me up. It's time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. the Turf District, where we huddle up and talk all things Edmonton football team and the CFL. We are a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Of course, uh, we are also part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and check out all those shows at CFPN. I'm Andrew. And I'm the commissioner. Hey! Well, I'm, okay. well, I'm one of them. <laughs> Look at that! You got it without Mike here. I'm so impressed. I know. I was like, should I wait just for effect? You know, a little silence. <laughs> it would have been great. I'd have laughed again. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unfortunately, no super fan this evening, but uh, he will be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, before we get right into uh, all of our guests, I do want to say a, a big thank you to everyone who shared the show from uh, a couple of weeks ago with JMO. Uh, we did actually asked people to join in and kind of get involved, and and they really did. And so I really, really appreciate appreciate it. Uh, keep uh, plugging out there for us. We uh, just so that more people can find us under this new iteration. Uh, that is fantastic. And we got lots of good reviews, including one from my son that is titled Great Podcast. I'm Andrew's son, which absolutely <laughs> made me laugh so hard. It was fantastic. Um, and then I went and said, oh, thanks, buddy. That was that's a really good one. So uh, that, yeah, you know what? Hey, if he's not giving me five stars, I don't know. I'm I'm out of luck at that point. So uh, that's yeah. I gotta uh, go tell my mom to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. If she can write it in, uh, I'm Kayla's mom, or I'm yeah. Mama Jedi. That would be fantastic. I'd I'd appreciate that. Um, if you haven't caught it yet, check out that show with JMO because uh, he tells some amazing stories once again, and uh, he's just so entertaining to listen to. Uh, we love having JMO on, and we're hoping to have him back before too terribly long uh, because it's just uh, just a great thing. Um, you can write a book, really. 
It really should. Really yeah, should. should. I'd, I'd be all over it. Absolutely. We, we'd, we'd promote the hell out of that because it'd, so, right? it'd be so great. Um, <laughs> well, we have we, we an interesting show tonight, Kayla. We, we brought some guests in here. Um, I, I'm going to steal this from Superfan because um, he did post on, on Twitter a, a new team name for us. Uh, the Edmonton Existentialists. Because oh, really, yeah. we're at the moment now where we are constantly asking, who are we? Right. And that can also apply to the CFL in general. So uh, <laughs> excellent timing. Um, so to answer that and a whole bunch of other questions, we have a wonderful roundtable tonight. Uh, we'll start from farthest away, uh, coming to us all the way from Chicago, uh, joining us from CFL Films and soon a podcast, uh, the one and only Greg Smith, better known as Smitty. How you doing, man? Doing good, buddy. Good. Uh, thanks doing for coming, good. man. Thanks Thank for you. You're welcome. What is, uh, what is this new podcast going to be called? Um, Scott Adamson and I, who wrote the book, uh, a Brom- um, you know what? I feel bad because I've got the title right on the title. But he wrote a book. <laughs> yeah. Scott is a uh, retired uh, sports writer from Birmingham, Alabama, who wrote a love letter, uh, a, a book, but it's basically a love letter to Birmingham football, all the pro teams that have existed. In Birmingham, including the Barracudas, the Fantastic. old Stallions, um, but it's it's uh, it's it's called um, you know what? I apologize. I should have that right. He's going to kill me as he's <laughs> he's listening to this. Building anticipation. That's what that's you're right. Doing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, look up Scott Adamson. Perfect on Amazon. <laughs> Scott Adamson CFL book. We'll come back. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back to it. We'll okay. <laughs> Okay, what's the podcast going to be called, though? <laughs> uh, it's a good question. Uh, right okay. now, our tentative title is uh, Hot Reads, a football, uh, a football book podcast. Lovely. And we're still, we're still oh. in the planning stages. That's fantastic. Um, so hopefully in the next few weeks, um, I'm trying to do a – I've already put one request out for one author for an interview – haven't heard anything back because it's george rr R. martin oh wow <laughs> it's nothing like shooting for the stars first yeah uh, i figured huh. you know let's give it a shot and uh scott and i were talking today and i'm like think you can get joe willie namath he goes let's get the podcast started let's first, get, yeah. and then let's try doing it <laughs> scott seems to be the uh the the level head of in this particular the, situation the, he is yeah. the professional level-headed one of the of, of both of us <laughs> excellent excellent Oh, I'm glad you're here, Smitty. This is going to be fun. Uh, Let's uh, travel a bit more west uh, to the big rectangle uh, to the east of us, uh, to the one and only Sheldon Jones from the Piffles website. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Jolly. Yes. Oh, jolly. That's a new one. Popped out. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. It's blizzarding here currently, so... Jolly is a good thing to, to feel. <laughs> yeah, we should all have elf hats on. That's right. Um, you kind of have an elf hat on. Oh, that was okay. That's the last shot I'll take. That was. Uh, come on, though. Come on. Yeah, it's good. You're, you're on. You're on an Edmonton podcast. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, thank you for joining us, Sheldon. Um, you. I know you were on the the Piffles Pod one time, but we're one so time. amazing that we thought we'd have you here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been fun. Those guys are great, and uh, I like writing for them. Apparently, they like what I write, so it's good, and I, I've got some lifelong friendships out of it now, so I'm 
I'm happy. That's that's awesome. And uh, before we go at the end of the show, we'll go through uh, your your spin art and we'll tell everybody where they can find that because it's friggin' awesome. So um, that CFL one behind Thanks. you has to be in this room <laughs> sooner or later. Yeah. So I will I will get in touch with you on that. Um, red. I, I, yeah, it's it does have red, but I'll let it go. Um, the, the, your, your room needs red. <laughs> no, my room's lovely. It's beautiful the way it is. It's so nice. Um, you have that voice you heard. The, the, the our our last guest coming from straight down south, uh, from the CFL Horseman, the one and only Stephanie Hudson. Welcome Hello. to the Turf District. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I think this is your second time on the show. I think we had you on for a preview. Oh, yeah, one time before, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So, uh, so welcome back. Thank you. We're glad to have you. You're going to get a lot more on. calm energy from this one than your normal <laughs> horseman guest. <laughs> <laughs> calm energy and uh, less abusive. Okay. That's yes. good. That's <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, as soon as I said our, we have another guest from Horseman, the the initial response was, "Oh God, not not." No, it is. It's, uh, we're, we're we're happy to have Ryan here. He's our favorite villain. He's fantastic, and I get some really good laughs with him. So uh, I'm I'm, but I am glad that you are here as well, and, and we can have a, a you know a, a calm and and <laughs> what's the word uh, I want to say rational conversation about <laughs> the rest of things that are going on. Um, let's get into the biggest question that's going on right now. Um, we've been in lockdown for basically a year. So what is everybody's favorite drink? <laughs> Don't all answer at once. Ready? Oh, here comes water. Steph. Oh, water. Well, what well, do you I got a nice Sheldon? gold glass of milk. I'm good. Oh, <laughs> milk. What did you have Sheldon? Uh, well, diet Coke, but I've actually, um, I've always wanted, like, I, I've never really been a beer guy, but I've started to uh, try to sample some craft beer, and I found some good ones in Rebellion in Regina that are pretty awesome. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Fancy. Fancy. I can't live without my coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never used to drink it until a year ago, and now I can't live without it. Really? And I'm, I'm kind of a snob. I do all the, the uh, local uh, roasters. So well, yeah, oh. quite. I should send. There's there's a really good roaster in Calgary. K. You're gonna need to send. Who is it? Uh, Five twenty one. Oh, I love Fratellos. They're uh, it's a local firefighter. Oh my. Okay, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> that perked Kayla's attention in more than one way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and the pun we'll was talk, totally intended we'll with the perked. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay. Before we before we get into real news, I, in, a, in a cup. Uh, well, this is real news. I meant CFL news. Um, I missed it on the show two weeks ago, uh, and I, I'm really embarrassed about it. Uh, about not mentioning the passing of Chris Schultz, and um, he was big for me um, because he he when I really started to understand the game and, and watch more. Uh, he, he was on the panel and the panel is where I learned so much about the game that I just would never have got otherwise. So, um, so he meant a, a lot to me as far as, uh, it was, it was a big loss, both you know literally and figuratively. Um, and I, o- I only ever got to meet him once, but just 
just a giant of a gentleman, though. And, um, and much like everyone else says, uh, he'd shake your hand and it would be like he'd be shaking your whole arm because his hands are so big. And uh, it was, but he was just a great uh, personality for the CFL. And I know I've gone back. Mike has been, you know, showing me some of these older games and, and they're on ESPN Classic and there's Schultze doing the intros and things like that. And he just had a real passion for the game. So um, did any of you have specific memories with Schultze that are just things that stood out to you? Um, Sheldon, let's start with you this time. Uh, um, not so much memories. Like uh, we didn't actually ever get to meet him, but uh, when we went to uh, we went to Grey Cup 100 in Toronto, my wife and my brother-in-law and my sister went, and uh, we saw him from afar when either when we were at Ryderville or something like that. Nice guy, but the thing that I remember the most about him is on the panel, like you said. But there was always like Jock, and he always seemed, you know, so anti-West, and he was such a homer for the Alouettes, and so it was frustrating. And then you had Dunnigan, who was just Goofy, he still liked him, but Goofy, and then, but Schultz was like the, you know, the guy who was business, and he always was so insightful, and yeah, we're, I'm going to miss him a lot. I, I've missed him on the panel since he left, but at least Argo fans got to hear him on the radio there, but yeah, I, I, I miss him. Yeah, absolutely. Steph, what about you? Yeah, I never actually got to meet him, you know, okay. but uh, on the panel... His passion for the game shone. You like Absolutely. you knew that this man just lived football, and you couldn't help but want to know more about the game. And I think that really, like, he really helped me get into the game. I learned a lot. He was just so inviting. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, Kayla. I I mean, it's hard to disagree with that too. I think I don't know any situations where I've encountered him. I don't think I could have like walked past him. I don't know. Who knows? It's great. It's great cup. No one's ever that coherent, but um, all I know is like when I hear the panel or, or CFL, all I hear is them calling him Schultzy. Right. So I think Schultzy and I think CFL automatically. So that's just like, he is the CFL and I don't know what it's going to be like without him. Oh, that's a great one. Uh, now, Smitty, we, I know you and I had talked that you you probably mostly only got to see him doing those classic games. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I know I've seen him on the panel, um, and that's you know that's a sad part about us fans here in the states with CFL football. You know, a lot of you know me and I know a few other people, including Scott Adamson, um, kind of coming in late to you know the personalities and 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 the voices of the game up there. So when I've heard him, it's always been on the panel. Um, so when I heard his passing, I'm like, hmm. you know, first of all, I mean, we're kind of close in age. So that was the first thing that kind of kind of yeah. struck me. Um, and um, so, but yeah, it was, you know, pretty I, with everybody else, you know, him being on the panel. Again, it was one of those voices, even for me coming new into the game, you know, from the States, that was always a recognizable voice. Yeah, I agree. You know? And and the fact that when he was on the panel, he was talking about that stuff that was happening in the trenches. I think that was the first guy on a panel that I ever heard talk about that because it was always, mm-hmm. you know, oh, this the quarterback is doing this and the receivers are this and the linebackers are all over and this. But we didn't really hear much of like, this is what's going on 
right in yeah. the trenches where the game is lost and won. And, and Schultz just had a, a magnificent way of telling us the stories of what was going on in that line, uh, other than just big guys line up, hit each other, right? It was, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. watch yeah. this guy and this type of move and how this works and, and that, that stuff. Again, it, for trying to learn the game, um, if the CFL ever gets to putting some of these classic games up like they have with the Grey Cup and that type of thing, I hope they include some of the, those halftime things and you can just learn so much from Schultz and, uh, mm-hmm. and his passion and, and, and just learning in general. So it was amazing. Um, yeah, sorry. That's okay. One other thing, sorry, I don't want to try, but uh, his uh, his passion for tackle hunger too. That uh, yeah, yeah, because I love with you know anything like where you can help you know try to fight hunger and so like everyone you know gets excited for that tackle hunger game and you take your non perishables and so hopefully scouts can you know continue that legacy there. Yeah. Yeah, totally yeah, agree. Yeah, that was a that was a huge deal. And uh I yeah, I remember it was always for me. It's like, yeah, Schultz said we gotta do this, so we take our money there and then I'm gonna get a picture with the Grey Cup. <laughs> it's fantastic. It was the only way we'd ever get close, right? And then yeah, so it's it it's amazing. Um let's move up to some uh, present day stuff that is going on. Um, we touched on it on the YouTube live, but uh, the CFL sends a proposal to the CFLPA um, talking about uh, the, now here's the positive spin on it is they'd like to get started on, on time. Uh, on the other hand, uh, the downside of that is that they're, they're asking the players to take the 20% pay cut uh, while there's no fans in the stands. So again, a positive is, well, they're looking at possibly playing games without fans, um, which means at least we get to watch something. That's exciting. Um, but this comes it comes at a cost to to the players for sure. Uh, now the plan does have as fans increase, so does the pay. Um, so that that's a good thing. Um, but tell me, what was your first reaction to this, Steph? I'm going to start with you because you're connected with a lot of these players. Yeah. So. I, f- I feel bad for the guys that went into free agency going, all right, I will take the cut. I know that we're not, they didn't make money last year, so I'm taking the cut. So a second cut has got to be really hard. Right. But I, I don't know if it's a full cut or if they can earn that money back as fans come in and how they're going to decide like what teams and percentages of like if BC does their circuit breaker and they can get lots of people in the stands. And Ontario, you can't have any. Are the BC players making more? Is it an aggregate? Is it a, an average? So it's it's really complicated. Um, but I think it was Eric Rogers who brought up the guys that have performance bonuses are going to be really pushing for as long a season as possible because there's a lot of bonuses that, that aren't possible if you don't play a full season. Mm. So... It's a full other layer that you go, oh, it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought about that either. Yeah, that was a that that was I didn't think about having so many games in um, that would help. So, uh, Sheldon, what do you? What was your first take on this? Um, and I know you and I chatted about it a bit, so I'm kind of laying you up here, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like I, I'm on, I, I'm trying to be in the middle. I'm trying to be Switzerland. Like I, there's no league without the players, but there's no 
players without the league, right? So um, I get that it's tough ask for them to take another cut, um, but if that's what it takes, like a paycheck is better than no paycheck, in my opinion. But I, I know that some of those guys making league minimum, that's getting really thin for whether it's worth it to come up here or not, right? So, um, but with what you just said, Steph, I'm wondering if the PA can maybe counter back with some sort of proration with the bonuses like that, because that would be good. Um, the one thing that's always tough for me to swallow, I guess, is the players seem to always fold. Whenever the negotiations happen, they, they have this united front and they stand up, and then at the last second it's like, the CFL gives them one little thing, right? And then they take it and then they spin it as a win and then the CFL spins it as a win. So I would like for to see the players have a little bit more of a backbone on this issue, but at the same time, is now the right time for that? I don't know. That's fair. Steph, you thought it looked like you were going to throw something in there. Yeah, so I just, I don't know if this is the first year for it. I think it is, but the league minimum if they take their 20% cut, will be the same that it was in 2019 or close to it. Oh, okay. The, oh. the league minimum jumped from like the 52, 55 to the 65 to compete mm-hmm. with XFL salaries. They'd pretty much be going back to that 52. So are those guys really getting a lot less than they could have expected? I mean, right. the guys that are making the 90 is where they'll feel the cut more, but the, the minimum guys... Oh, so I don't feel so bad for those ones. Okay. Yeah, well, and you might be you. You were thinking just get me tape, like it, whatever. I get to play, and and I need some tape. So this is where because I think when it was that low of a league minimum before, I think that was the thought, right? It's like yeah. just let me play. I need to get some tape, mm-hmm. and I need to do that. So I'm going to come up and and show what I can do, and and then I'll and then the money will come after that, right? So um, there's a little bit of. Show me, show me, show me, and then you can get, get. <laughs> I guess that's the yeah. case might be, yeah. Uh, Smitty, your thoughts? Yeah, this is, this is a weird situation. If you think about it, both sides, neither one is going to be um, bargaining from a position of strength. Fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. The owners have no money, which we know. Uh, the players, uh, you know, I mean, uh, they have to play, and there's only so many options to get tape. You know, um, so I don't know. I don't know how I think I, I, there's going to be a lot of kids out there. And I say kids because most of them, you know, everyone who's playing now is old enough to be my kid, um, <laughs> which is true. Um, but I think you're going to see a lot of them coming up here who are, who are just going to take the league minimum and say, yeah, let me play. Um, but, you know, you've seen retirements already um, from a lot of guys, you know, just in the last few days. So um, I think there's going to, right now there's going to be a changing of a guard. So say two years from now, when everything kind of blow, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where the talent is at because of the financial situation. Mm. Yeah. That's, I don't know. That's it's, a fair point. That's a fair point. Uh, I'll talk about the retirements in a minute. Cause I, I, we need to have Kayla stay with us and I know she's going to probably tear up. Um, the, um, I, I I know when this happened, one of the things that I said was I would love to just see a coach or a GM just stand up and go, okay, you know what? Whatever deal the players get, I'm going to take that same deal. And just, just to say, like, 
we all have to be in this together. Like it, it's not because the, the unfortunate part when you've got PA and CFL is that it really always looks like it's one against the other and the players always lose. Like you said, Shelton, it always seems like that's the case. Right. And, and to a lot of times, yes, they have like, let's not, you know, let's not sugarcoat it. They have had that for sure. Um, and, and then Farhan Lalji was putting out that, you know, all the teams rolled back salaries last year. Uh, those are still in place. Uh, you know, there was a bunch of pay cuts across the nine teams and the CFL office. There was 215 jobs that were eliminated and he expects like half of those jobs would be reinstated if we have a season. Um, so it's not just the players that took the hit in the first place, but that part never gets talked about. What gets talked yeah. about is... The players were asked to take a cut because they they're going to the kind of trying to stay closer to the floor of the salary cap, and now we're asking them to take another cut. And so I I just wonder if there if there needs to be some things where a GM says yeah hey okay, or or a coach even just says you know what fine I'm sticking with my players I want to play I want to see them play let's let's take and the same deal if it scales up then the coach scales up or whatever I I, I don't know what do you guys think of that. Like, I mean, football operations did get cut by 20% this year. Yes, they did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if we expect a second cut. Well, and that's what I, and, and that's the thing. We don't know that part, right? But that that's what I'm saying is that the players took a cut already and right. now they're asking to be taken another cut. So do we, I, and again, I'm speaking from a place of complete ignorance because I'm not in a CFL office. So I don't, I don't know if they did that and are doing that extra cut as well. Like we have no idea, but it would just be kind of nice to see them on a United front is my thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's kind of a, I think it's kind of a, a touching point or a, a touchy point for the players too, because the coaches still got paid during the pandemic. Last right. Year, they, right. So they, they, they might've had a rollback, but they, they still got paid. So I think, I agree with you and uh, like some coaches standing up being like, yeah, we're going to take a cut. I think that would be a wise thing too, but I don't know. Then you, then you risk losing these coaches too. So that's, that's tough as well when they've already, we've already lost coaches because of this coach's cap. Right. Um, The the Chris Jones rule, if you will, like (laughs) (laughs) we definitely saw that in full force here. Um, But I, that's, I guess, another topic for another day. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. Okay. Kayla, what do you think about all that? I, I'm, i like, I'm very ignorant when it comes to, like, these PA discussions and stuff. And I, I, I'm kind of like all of you. Like, I just, I want both sides to win. And sometimes that's just not an option. But in this case, this isn't just, like, a CFL problem. This is a worldwide problem. So there's got to be solutions somewhere and if anyone can find them, that's great. But at the same time, like there just has to be negotiations or else there's just no football period. So I don't know how it's it's really hard to tell when it's not all that transparent to us. Good point. Good point. Um, Smitty, what, what do you think here when we're talking about um, an extra cut, but the, the opportunity that it may start closer to on time? I, I I don't know. I mean, I to me it just kind of seems like the mo- again it goes back to my my question kind of in the beginning. Well, where's the money coming from? Now we know the TV deal money's coming in, right? 
so the question is, is, and I think somebody raised this on a podcast. Um, so are they, how are they, again, how, how are they going to do the accounting? How are they going to, and this is where I think that the players are not going to be able to negotiate from a position of strength, but at the same time, the owners, at some point, I think the owners are going to have to open up the books and saying, you know, especially as they move forward with the XFL to explain, okay, why can't you pay us what you paid us last year? Why the cut? Right. So I don't know. I, it's it's and I and I'm like with Kayla. I'm not, you know, I, I'm approaching this as a complete outsider, not knowing, you know, you know, sports manage, sports business management wasn't my major when I was when I was when I was at Western. Um, but with that said, I mean, it it just boils down to where's the money, you know, you know, where's the money coming from, and uh, you know, it, the CFL and is has been in bad financial shape, which we all know. Um, I don't know. I don't see how any, well, first of all, I don't see how anybody's going to justify a pay raise going forward for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and like you said, Steph, how do they do that? Right. If one place can have fans and another can't, how do, how do they, is, is it a league wide? Can we have this much? And then it comes back a little bit or how does that play out? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think well, it'll and, be interesting. Sorry, Kayla. And how how would how would that even work too? If you say okay, twenty percent pay cut, and then as fans increase, but what if the fans don't even increase till next season? Like that's just possibility. Gonna, yeah, absolutely. Right, like kind of like almost putting you back in a hole. Like you're moving forward a little a little bit, but in the grand scheme of things, it's like putting you back even more yeah. because there's only revenues from TV. And who knows if that even is going to be successful. Well, TV and, and merchandise, I guess. I mean, you're still going to have some of that, which, I mean, I, I, it's kind of funny I when I say this because Edmonton might have a leg up on that because if they announce the yeah, team yeah. name early, then we're all going to be throwing our cash at the merchandise, right? Hey, come on now. Give me some of that stuff. I, let, let me get, get me wants- my antlers. Get me my antlers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that, Everybody wants that. So, um, I mean, when it comes down to it, complicated, complicated topic. Um, it'd be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. The one thing I will say is that I do think that Solomon Elamimian seems like he's okay. Let's, let's talk about this and, and maybe they negotiate maybe 20% as a negotiating start point and maybe they end up at 15 or, or, you know, 13 or something like that. And, and they're able to, to fire things up and, and we still get to watch what we, what we want to watch. Who knows? Yeah. And, and, and on that point, this is where they're kind of starting is that the numbers that we're hearing during negotiations, you know, it'll probably be somewhere in the middle. I hope so. I hope oh, so. so. Yeah. I hope so. Um, now we mentioned it because maybe because of this, maybe because of just general uh, financial stuff in general, um, we've had some retirements. Um Delvin Bro was the first to to announce that he was stepping away. Um, all you know, all star defensive corner. Um, you know, it, hard hard to see guys. Not that not that I think that he had a ton of years left in the league, but hard to see guys like that go. 
And then, of course, Kayla, I know this was a tough one for you, um, although probably happy he's never putting on that blue and gold outfit. Um, it's, you know, <laughs> Bryant Mitchell uh, announced, announces his retirement as well. Um, and then there was another one today, uh, Adrian Tracy, I believe, um, yeah. that said that he was stepping away. Uh, do you guys think we'll see a whole lot more of this in the next coming weeks? I, I don't do. think we're done. I don't know that it's going to be as many as we fear. Okay. Okay. I think I think guys really want to get back on the field. And I know that it won't be worth it for some of them. Right. Like Ricky Collins. Right. Yeah. He was definitely one that did the, this is, de- this is not worth it. But I don't know. A lot of these guys, and they it's been said for a long time that if you're playing in the CFL, it's because you love the game. You know, these these players live and breathe football, and I think if they get the chance to come back, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that most of them will. Fair. Sheldon, what did you think of that? Uh, I agree. Like, it's going to be like, you know, almost two years without football, right? Like, so some of those guys who are getting closer to age than maybe they uh, – they just don't want to put in the effort maybe to get back to the game playing shape. I don't know. I can't imagine. I'm not in good shape. So I, I, I can't imagine, getting, you know, getting ready for this. Right. So I think we will see some more. I, I just hope that we don't see, you know, the bit like losing Delvin bro and Brian Mitchell. Those are, those are two big, huge players. So I don't want to lose any more, you know, of the marquee guys. So I'm hoping that, they can stick, but I don't know. It's tough. I think it's fair to say with all of the guys that Toronto signed that sooner or later, there's going to be a retirement out of Toronto because yeah. whether it's a training <laughs> yeah. camp or not, so somebody's got to go. Like they, they have a lot of players uh, yeah. as, as we all do on all of our rosters. Uh, Kayla, how did you feel about the bat signal getting turned off? I, I'm still coping. If okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I under, I completely understand where he's coming from. Um, I'm surprised, but after reading, you know, why he did it, I, I'm not at the same time. Like, you know, coming or going to the, the NFL and things just not working out and getting injured and then you have the the chance of the CFL, but who knows if that's even going to pan out this year. And he has, you know, kids to take care of in the South and, you know, I completely understand his reasoning. Again, the only regret that I have as a fan is not being able to see him one last time and just, you know, giving him all the glory that he deserves because I've been obviously his number one cheerleader. Well, <laughs> one of his number one cheerleaders since <laughs> since the beginning. Um, but like I told him, you know, in the absence of the bat, the commissioner will stand and I'll support him and be his buddy for the duration of of his life. Yeah, that sounds really weird. That's, well, that's okay. I mean, I think he'll be around a while. I think. I mean, yeah, the thing yeah. is, is well, I I know for me it was like, yeah, he had like he has one of the the greatest smiles that for, for fans, and I loved that. Right, so I'm sorry that we'll we'll miss that part for sure. Um, and like you said, just seeing him play on the field for sure. Um, let's talk about uh, a report that came out. Um, just the other day on, on three down nation, uh, Wade Miller was saying that each team has a plan to have fans at games and, uh, that season ticket holders should probably hear more in the next six to eight weeks. 
was was the quote. Um, plans, of course, will be different in every location. Um, you know, some will have less fans, some will have more depending on their capacities and what their health authority is allowing. Uh, there'll be less concessions. Overall, mandatory masks other than for eating uh, and, and a whole bunch more sanitizing stations are the stuff that they were talking about that would be happening uh, in Winnipeg. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Do you, uh, I think that, that this is still going to be a little ways off, but uh, are you comfortable if they say, okay, these things are in place, are, are you comfortable in going back to the stadium? Uh, and I'm going to start with you, Sheldon, this time. Um, I've always said, like I've been saying since the beginning of this pandemic, you know, put me a mask, I'll go to the stadium. And it's probably true, but I shudder at the thought of, you know, thousands of people being in there. Um, but uh, as for my job, I, you know, I work across the street from Mosaic Stadium at a business that gets booming on rider game days. So um, I, I'm looking forward to that again. But um, it's uh, cautiously, like I, I would be there, I think. But again, it's something that might not be such an issue in other markets. But how do you decide when there's... 28,000 season ticket holders who gets to be the, you know, 5,000 that get to go to each game. Right. So that is the thing that I'm kind of more thinking about is how they're going to decide that. And then, you know, you have 20,000 people pissed off. Right. (laughs) So, um, yeah. 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 I I think no matter how you do it, it's going to get that. You're going to have a bit of that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Steph, what do you feel like? Give me some money back from my season ticket. Put me in the far top corner and I'm there. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm already. You know, like, I, they're going to have to space people out. That's fine. And if I can't sit in my seats, don't make me pay for my full seat. But put me in the top corner where no one wants to be. Right. Lots of air <laughs> going around me because they'll probably all try to sneak lower. Give me my mask. I've got a cowbell. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Kayla, how do you, how do you feel about that? I'm with Steph. I put me in the stadium. Let's go. Let's go. I avoid people on the daily. So I know how to get around Commonwealth by not being around people. That's not an issue. And my seats are already in the second level. Like I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Greg, I know you're not near a stadium, but if you had the opportunity, would you be going? If I, you know, I tell you what, if there were a game up in Toronto, I'd have no problem going because social distancing is not going to be a problem up there. <laughs> okay. Fair. <laughs> unfair shot, but still, okay. All right. Well, I, said you know, is, 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 I said the same about the dinos, so. Okay. All right. Well, then, okay. Oh, that's man. good. It's, it's, it's not an unfair. It's, it's when, you know, we've all, we've all watched the TV and we've all looked and going, and there's like five people. You right. know, across across, across the field they, they, from the camera, they, all the all the fans sit on the side where the cameras are, so yeah. they don't get to actually see that they're full on that side. It's an unfortunate yeah. camera placement. True. Now, yes. with that said, being it being in Chicago, we all know all about you know, especially here on the South Side <laughs> at Sox Park. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same. We have the same deal down here. So, right. um, but yeah, no, I mean, I would, I, me personally. I would not have a problem going to to a game at all, but you know, um, yeah, you know, I, you know, it's it's just like anything else. You know, we're we're in uncharted territory here. 
for yeah, all absolutely. of us. So, yeah. I mean, we remember when all this first started, we were all kind of, I'm sure you guys were as well as I, you know, just even being close to people you didn't know, just, you know, and this was even before we had to put on masks. So once the mask rule came in, you know, I think we all learned, but once the masks, once everybody, the vaccinations start taking place, every, you know, the numbers start going down. I, again, personally, I wouldn't have a problem, but with that said, I think we're at least, again, a year or two away from being back to normal. Of course. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. I, I yeah. look at it right now and go, well, uh, I live in Alberta, so there's a lot of weird people. So I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I go back and forth on how comfortable I would be going to a stadium right now. Um, if I knew that there was a, a higher percentage of people vaccinated and all those types of things, then I, I might feel a little more comfortable. But I know that I'd really want to see, okay, what? how are you doing this? What is the logistics right. of this? Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see if he says in six to eight weeks these season ticket holders are going to be hearing about things. Um Okay, tell me what it's going to be. Right. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I've said I want to be one of the first people there, mask on, yippee, give me my space, and that's fine. But I, I won't, but I wouldn't take my kids. Right. I until, agree. Do you know what I mean? Like I, because yeah. I, I, I'm not sure that that's the best part for them to be in. Right. So yeah, yeah. And so, and, and I'll just say one more thing. I don't don't mean to take up too much time, but you would think by now they would have at least thrown a plan out there and told everybody well to some degree yes but i think i think the reason that it still needs approval from all the health authorities right right and i know like in alberta they're really watching what the oilers and flames are doing before the the football teams are saying okay well let's try this right so i think there's i think they're kind of letting that play out before we know for sure so yeah interesting it was just an interesting comment um Planes and the stamps have the same ownership group. So I imagine, and this is conjecture from my part, but I imagine that they're focused really strongly. I know they have a plan to the health authority, but yeah, really watching what the flames can get before they look at the stamps. And if they let them into a closed arena, I think the stamps have a really good argument to say open stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know at Commonwealth, I mean, even at the best of games last year, we were only at fifty percent capacity. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there's lots of space, lots still. of room. Yeah, there's still, uh, <laughs> you know, we could we could still get a ton of people in there. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how that plays out. Uh, let's go to the topic that we we focused on a couple of weeks ago, but uh, is the one topic that is now making sure that everyone is talking about CFL throughout all of March. Probably more talking in March than we've had in the entirety of the CFL. Uh, the CFL XFL chats. Um, we're the new March Madness. <laughs> that might be the title of the podcast. The new March Madness. I like that. Um, the so we don't know what's going to happen with this. Um, we obviously lots of things being tossed around. Is it a merger? Is it player sharing? Is it marketing sharing? Um, you know, is it promoting each other's leagues? How how are we going to do this? Um, but the rock, and, and I know we talked about this on YouTube, Sheldon, uh, you mentioned this too, that the rock did respond to a, a tweet, um, saying that we'll figure out a smart season that'll create phenomenal opportunities for players and the best experience for fans. Uh, so two things that I see about that, uh, he's following it for one thing. So he is paying attention. Um, and two, um, 
I just I, I found that that I mean I know that comment is very generic, but it sounds more like no matter whether it's XFL separate or CFL XFL together or whatever, it sounds like he's bringing in his marketing to say okay no matter what it is, we have to change some things to make this better for players and fans. Does, does anybody else catch anything different out of that? Sheldon, I'll start with you this time. Uh, no. Yeah. I think it shows, it shows he's invested. Um, and honestly, every time he tweets anything about the CFL or the XFL, like I don't know how many followers he has, but well over 2 million, I believe. Yeah. So he's uh, getting that like, that's more than any CFL game outside of the Grey Cup is going to get. So, like, viewership, right? So he's he's getting our name out there, which is great. So I don't know exactly what's happening or what's going to happen, but this free publicity that The Rock is giving the CFL is awesome right now. Yeah, I know. Um, and I said this on YouTube. Could you imagine The Rock uh, retweeting like a highlight from a CFL game for people to be like, holy, that's amazing. It might might change some opinions on what this league is, right? Like that, that would be that would be pretty cool. Uh, Smitty, what are you thinking about that? Well, you know, I was thinking about this today as we were, you know, kind of prepping before I came on. I'm working on the podcast, the one I'm working planning on and um a quote from uh mrs sunny werblin came to mind um, wow that's a way back pull. when when uh joe she was having a drink with joe namath and she said to joe namath football's just show business and there's hmm. a lot of truth to, into that so i think you know the the xfl before mcmahon actually when mcmahon was had the xfl it was a joke down here Plain and simple. It was the butt of every joke. Um, Since he bought it, nobody down here has heard about it. So, but now that he's, once he starts making waves, once he starts putting stuff out of CFL content, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to benefit both leagues, but I think you're going to see at least the attention down here gravitate more towards the XFL. Okay. Okay. Towards the CFL. Um, but with, with that said, I, you know, I mean, he's trying to put the Snyder verse back together. Um, if you caught that. (laughs) So if he's able to do that, then I think, you know, I think the CFL is going to be okay with him, with him. So, (laughs) but there is an element of truth in it. I mean, football is kind of show business and, if he can bring that to the league and bring attention, I think it ultimately, you know, and again, not in the short term, but I think in the long term, that's going to mean a lot. That's fair. That's fair. Steph, how are you feeling up there? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're worried. You mentioned that on, on, on the YouTube live for sure. Uh, and if you haven't caught it, go back, listen to that. But um, yeah, how are you? How, what do you think about all this? You know, I'm trying to hold off and not think of all of the problems that I've heard that people are like, oh, well, we can have a March to August season and, you know, we don't need three downs. We can go to four downs. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of issues. So I'm trying to wait and hear what we actually get. Um, 
I just see a lot of problems if there's an actual merger. You know, if we're talking about player movement, if we're talking about marketing, that's awesome. And I really wish I remember who said it, but if The Rock really cared about the CFL, he could buy the Lions. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And he hasn't. That's true. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's, does he really have the CFL's best interest at heart? And it's hard to say that he actually does. So... I will hold off <laughs> and try not to get too negative about it until we actually hear more. But I, like I said, I just hope that it's not the end of the CFL. Right. I think um, the the one thing that I, I did hear, I can't remember which podcast I was listening to, but uh, they were talking about the, the XFL when it's come out, it, it's always been trying to do football a little differently. So, maybe they are gravitating to go, well, maybe they adopt a three down game. Like we have, like, honestly, we have no idea, but you could see where they might look and go, well, if we want to be something different, right. This game is still super exciting. The CFL game is super exciting. It's fast. It's, you know, it's big field, less chances to get 10 yards. Maybe they, maybe there's a gravitation to pull that way. And then they take some of the other dimensions away and, and who knows, but I just, like I said, I'm trying to keep an open mind on the the entire thing and then see what they come back with and say, here's we go. And then I can go, yes, I love it. Or what the hell did you do? Like, you know, like there's lots of, uh, lots of opportunity to be either way. Um, Kayla, I, we obviously didn't get to talk to you about it last week. So what, what are you thinking about all this? Well, I'd like to point out that he has 15 million subs on twitter or subscribers or uh followers was it 15 so million two, 15 oh over wow 15 million. okay okay so that was more than i thought okay just a bit yeah um <laughs> i i i honestly don't know what to think i i'm on the i'm on the fence because i can see the positives and like steph i can see the negatives i think my overall biggest concern if just in a merger perspective is is it worth losing the CFL culture? Because I personally find when it comes to more of an American football community that it's more of a takeover than it is like they, than they would take on the Canadian mm-hmm. football. That's just kind of my impression that I would get. It wouldn't really be the CFL. It would just be the XFL now with CFL teams. That's just how my gut kind of goes. And the one thing that I love about the CFL is the culture and the community. And I would never want to lose that because that's one of the reasons why I love this game so much. So I'd, yes, it might save the CFL talking merger wise. Um, but what would be the cost? Like, would we even have CFL anymore anyway, or would it just be the teams? So I don't, I don't know. I, it really depends on what way they want to go. And there's so many avenues and it's pretty vague right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like Steph. I, I want to hold off on my opinions because I really can't make any without more information. But that's just the one thing that scares me the most is, well, maybe we save the CFL, but is it really going to be the CFL? Fair, fair point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, they were talking this week that there would be a, a possible hundred million TV dollar deal if they combined. Now, what I found interesting is that as soon as you see that number, you think, whoa, like what a TSN deal, I think is 50, 52, something, 52, something like that. 
but then I actually looked at the math and it was like, okay, well, right now, so each team gets something somewhere in the realm of five point three, I think it is, million a year out of that TV deal. And but if you increase all the teams and you go to a hundred million, then everybody gets seven million. So is it worth two million a team? Like is that mm-hmm. is that enough or is that? It, I mean, that's still a fairly significant number. Don't get me wrong, but is that is that enough to make it worthwhile? I would say no, but yeah, I would too. <laughs> okay, well. Go, go, come on, Smitty, oh, jump no, in there. I, it, 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 when they say this $100 million deal, now I'm looking at it again. I'm looking at it from American eyes going, okay, so what does that really mean? Now, does that $100 million for, let's just say, you know, 17 teams or 18 teams? Okay. Um, and, you know, looking, we know that there's a Canadian audience for CFL games. We, we know that, but the question is, what about the viewers down here? Who are they? Where first of all, where on the channel? Which which network would it be, and where on the channel would it be down here? Right. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, a hundred million sounds good, but you know, we all know what the NFL got. And again, I even hate even saying the word NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but you. Fair. But unfortunately, you know, that's the, the reality. You know, the CFL and the XFL all have to live with is that. Is the evil is what I like to call the evil empire, because yeah. you know. Um, so I think a hundred million is great, but again, it's again at what cost? And and you know, to go with what Kayla said, you know, I as a CFL fan do not want to lose a three down game. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is, you know, it is it is much more exciting than the four down game. Um, and as much as I love football, just in general. If I have to pick between the two, give me the three down game any day, you know, but again, I'm, you know, I'm among a very small minority down here who knows anything about the the three down game. So I think for the CFL, CFL and XFL to, to survive and thrive, I think they're really, honestly, in my opinion, they're going to have to go to a three down game because they have to set themselves apart from everything else. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want to be NFL light, right? Right. Yeah, and the other thing over the weekend, I read uh, the the book on border wars about the the first, you know, the first the the first CFL attempt down here. Well, and and the thing is with you know, I read a lot of football history. Um, There's so many examples of what not to do that I think moving <laughs> forward, I, I think I would hope everybody has 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 read up and learned from the past. They're not going to make the same mistakes going forward. And plus, too, we live in a different day and age with streaming. Um, you know, and, and uh, we have the CFL stadiums. We have darn near regulation size stadiums down here. So um, I don't see why the three down game can't work. But it boils down to kind of what I said before: marketing, and you know, the, you gotta kind of pump up the show business side of the sport down here because you know I know people down here don't even pay attention to. To, to sports unless there's a personality attached. Chicago is a good example. Without Michael Jordan, nobody's right. watching the Bulls. Nobody mm. really cares about the Bulls. Right. you got to have stars. As long as they don't turn it into he hate me, I mean, whatever, then we're yeah. fine. That, that's, 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 <laughs> we don't, even though I know he did play in the CFL. Anyway, uh, that's good. Sheldon, you it look like you so- got something you're going to say there. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I think it's also like where did they get this hundred million dollar um, figure? Because when XFL 2.0 started, like they didn't get any money for right. TV. They like the the networks were playing it for free, I believe, and then the AAF was actually paying to get right. their games put on TV. So. I, I'm skeptical of that hundred million dollar mark. Um, I don't know if if the only thing is changing a, a partnership with the CFL. Let's say, how is the CFL worth a hundred million dollars to the states? Fair. So, I I don't know if that's a, a realistic figure or not. Um, it, it'd be nice, I guess, but I agree. I don't know if it's enough of a if two million dollars a team. I don't know if that's enough of a bump to. To make it worthwhile or not but if again if that means if that means football in regina saskatchewan i'm going <laughs> that's, that's fair that's fair um speaking of talking about uh tv deals and those types of ideas one thing uh, that again what came out on three down uh, i think it was yesterday they were talking about a a streaming service for football that is like the one soccer one that they have that is kind of run more in conjunction with uh, the Canada Canada Soccer wow. Association. Um, that that would be like a subscription service, like a seventy dollar a year service or whatever, um, and probably would only show a few live CFL games streaming um, because the rights, of course, are held by TSN, but. It could branch into more in-depth analysis about the league. It could cover CJFL. It could cover U Sports. It could even give a spot for U Sports to actually be streamed on a fairly regular basis because that doesn't happen, right? Like, and and how are we supposed to know these guys that are going to be coming up into the league? Um, and I, and this is basically what this one soccer streaming service did. Um, and then maybe just get involved a little bit with Football Canada and, and do some backstories, like do some behind the scenes things with CFL players, like a fun, you know, game show with CFL players. Or I don't know. So I'm, I'm throwing stuff off the wall. Um, and, I'm, and I'm sure if they're doing behind the scenes stuff with CFL players, Moss would be ecstatic about that. But anyway, the <laughs> – what – what do, what do you guys think of having something like that? And if it was something like that, it's not specifically, you know, set for CFL games, but it's kind of the build up to what would be CFL games. And maybe it involves the CFL, but it involves some of these other Canadian leagues. Would, would you sign up? Is that another way to get some revenue? Steph, I'll start with you because I know how much you love U sports. <laughs> I wish you could see. I have my custom Dino's mini helmet. I do see it. Yes. <laughs> it is pretty. I wish I could have got the real thing. They sold out. Oh. <laughs> um, we pay for streaming for Canada West football already. Okay. So it's almost impossible to follow the OWA and the AUS. Like we, we would right. love to. And I know that John will watch more than I do because he just <laughs> consumes a lot more football. Yeah. But the likelihood that you could get all conferences to actually agree yeah. is almost zero. Okay. And Fair. I, I wish, I wish they would, because I would get just a U sports football package mm-hmm. and I would be happy. But the fact that we even get Canada West is almost kind of impressive. But do you think if the CFL kind of ran the, the point on this to try and bring them together, do you think that would make any difference? 
in, in trying to band together Canadian football. I wish. I don't, I, you know what? Maybe, maybe you could figure out a way that the universities would be happy, but the bureaucracy for universities is just insane. So fair. I think it's a bit of a pipe dream, but I would love it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sheldon, what do you think of that idea? Yeah, no, I think it's a, I, I think it's actually a really great idea. Um, when I first read the article, I, I thought that Josh was looking for just, you know, something to take over. And then, you know, <laughs> everyone jumped on him for where are you going to get this revenue from that TSN loses? But um, no, if, if, if they had some like cool CFL content and then yeah, highlight, like, especially like, leading up to the combine you could you could have a lot more you know film that us fans yeah. could take in you could have you know live com like combine on that streaming service i think if they could get their ducks in a row that it would be hugely successful and it would be great for growing the the game I, and i, I would definitely $70 for i was it. just going to say take my money <laughs> <laughs> like it would wouldn't even think twice. Yeah, I that would be an easy one for me. Uh, Smitty, would you if it was available in the states? Would you jump on? Uh, well, let's see. Oh, don't lie to me. Let's, just say yes. Just <laughs> where have I heard? Oh yeah, they've got it down here called the NFL. Now, of course, I'd pay for it. Yeah, yeah, right. That's what, and that's you know what, and I've been saying that for years, and uh, you know, I've gotten and Mike and I have had these conversations. If the CFL only took i mean if the cfl had their own cfl films real cfl films mm -hmm. and i'll gladly sell them the domain name because i own cflfilms.ca <laughs> but that's what they need to do and i mean i think i mean i know i would pay for it but again you know the average you know person would they pay for it i don't know i don't know i mean you know uh, do you guys have the nfl network up there I think you can get it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it comes standard on my package down here. So, and all the other, you know, all the other colleges down here, all the other, um, you got the big 10 network, you know, sec. So they're all, I mean, so that's just, that's just something where I think that the CFL has completely dropped the ball on, um, in promoting the sport up there. Football Canada really should be the point person on this. Right. Yeah. Uh, I can know, see that football, you know, football Canada, you know, I mean, and I've put it out there on Twitter, and I've it's been nothing but crickets. But you know, the startup costs for doing something like that are minuscule, especially with the way the world is now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the the world is, as Larry Wilmore once said, uh, the revolution will be it won't be televised anymore, but it will be streamed. Well, I mean, we we all just did streaming an hour ago, so we know yeah. that uh, four, five people just sitting in their basements can uh, talk on YouTube. So they yeah. got to be able to set something up that wouldn't be terribly costly, but yeah, you know, and, people and that's, would still pay for it. It's content at this point, and that's the great thing about being a CFL fan in the states, because being an NFL fan in the states is one thing. You're, you know, but it's the fan element that. There's a reason why I love the CFO. Awesome. Because of this, every, kicking out your own content on YouTube yeah. and, and being a fan. And you don't, you know, so the CFL needs to take advantage of what they already have going in terms of the podcasters who are streaming um, and putting that all together. And, 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 you know, I just think they're missing the boat. They really should do it. Did you just give a plug for us to have a, sh a, a show on the streaming service? Cause I really I, appreciate that. That's yeah. very good of you. Thanks Smitty. Yeah. You can come back anytime, man. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, Kayla, I'm pretty sure I already know that you're going to be handing over your dollars, but, uh, what do you think of this idea? Yeah. Exactly. Well, <laughs> Not a video podcast, but we do right, appreciate right, that. Right. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> of course. Like my subscription always changes when football comes like with DAZN. Mm-hmm. Sign up when NFL starts. I know right. it's not a huge NFL but you know, I, I love, I need my saints. I need my saints in my life. Um, so, and I, I thoroughly enjoy watching the golden bears during their season. And if that can be a part of a, a larger streaming service, and if we can't go to the games this year and, and, and the university starts to play, like I would love that opportunity to still take in some college football and some CFL and, like have in-depth analysis are you kidding me I would love to learn more like I'm still pretty new when it comes to football like I have so much to learn still and to have that opportunity from different sporting like different football clubs that'd be mm-hmm. amazing like, I agree I give agree. Me football. yeah and a channel where you can go and learn the history of the game yeah Absolutely. that would be great too I mean that you know I mean Mike just passed out when you said that he's so excited yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a history channel. <gasps> oh, yeah. uh, football okay. history channel. Um, did you? Uh, you know, I, football history to me is the most interesting history because it not only encompasses football but encompasses the times we live in. Mm-hmm. And you know, it would be nice to see. I mean, the CFL's only put out a few documentaries mm-hmm. um, engraved on the nation. Uh, it was one of my it's one of my all time favorites. Amazing, yeah. And um, the traditions and the tradition series, but uh, yeah, I. CFL and that's the CFL. That's how the CFL is going to grow. It, they got to market themselves the way the other leagues do. The NBA, the MLB, uh, NHL. So well, and they can market from that history. This is we have this rich, rich history of the Grey Cup that we can, right. and I think that's kind of started with the whole Mark's uh, Grey Cup streaming yeah. stuff on the site. Just. Let's build on that. Uh, there's there's ways to make this better, right? I, I would totally get behind that. Put classic games on. Come on. Mm-hmm. Put Schultze back on the TV and show those classic games. I'd be okay with that, I'd be okay with that right? So bringing it all the way around. Um, well, you guys, this, this has been amazing. Um, thank you for the conversation tonight. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, I want to get where we can find you all. But before that, we are going to pay some of our own bills by saying this episode is also brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you choose Park Power, you are choosing a positive local business. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kozowski, and we love local with the Alberta Podcast Network. You can learn more at parkpower.ca. Uh, I also want to make sure that uh, we let you guys know that we do have the new podcast t-shirts are in uh, the Turf District t-shirts. Kayla, I will get yours to you soon. Um, (laughs) We're a little far apart, but we'll figure it out. A little bit. 
we are kind of working on a uh, date to get uh, like a, a pickup spot where people can pick up their shirts, working along with Janelle to try and have some yummy cupcakes at the same time. Uh, shirts are 25 bucks with $10 going to the Dwayne Mandrusiak Le- Legacy Fund for Amateur Football, uh, which of course is through the Edmonton Community Foundation. So uh, we'll get some information out there for you guys soon and uh, let us know if you can show up to that. Uh, before we go, let's find out where we can find all of you online and all of your fun things. Uh, Sheldon, let's start with you and tell us all about your fancy paintings as well. <laughs> yeah, you can follow me uh, on Twitter, Sheldon Jones 83 uh, on Instagram, Sheldon Spins. Um, yeah, I just saw, you know, the, the trend that happened on TikTok with the spin art. And then I saw a couple people doing some CFL stuff, uh, Ryan and Calgary and Bomber Fan Ted in Winnipeg. And um, actually me and Bomber Fan have been, you know, DM buddies for quite some time with it. Uh, I pulled the trigger finally on doing it and it's, it's fun. It's therapeutic. You just spray a bunch of paint on a canvas attached to a drill and let her go. Um, <laughs> awesome. I can do, I, I, I've had a few people ask me to do some custom stuff. Uh, I don't just do sports stuff, but check out my Instagram. Uh, I am selling them if people want to buy them. I've made a couple custom orders, uh, $30 a piece, or if you want to get a couple, we can we can wager a little bit there. But uh, yeah, check me out. Oh, that's fantastic. And and thanks, man, for taking the time tonight. Like I said, I know we were chatting on Twitter the other day, and, and I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. It was fantastic. It's been awesome. I, I love it. I can't wait to do more, hopefully, with some other places, maybe. Yeah, well, and we'll have you back. We'll have you back so we can bug you more about your hat and all. It's great. That's what we do. Uh, <laughs> Smitty, let's go to you. Where does everybody uh, find you? All right. You can find me at Twitter at CFL America and uh, on the web at CFLamerica.ca. And hopefully soon, my, uh, my, my, um, my friend Scott Adamson, whose book I completely botched at the beginning of this <laughs> beginning of the show... <laughs> His book is called The Home Team, a bro- My Bromance with Off-Brand Football by Scott Adamson. It's available on Amazon.com, and nice. we will be uh, starting a, uh, a podcast, hopefully within the next few weeks, on football history books. Yep. Fantastic, and we will catch up with you more on that when those come out, and we'll share that so people can find that as well. Uh, thank you for being here, as always. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Stephanie, where does everybody find the great and wonderful Stephanie from The Horseman? <laughs> So at Twitter, it's at S underscore Huds 16. You can hear me on the CFL pod or CFL Horseman podcast whenever Ryan gets that up. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to start doing some Zoom so we can actually start recording again because, you know, a year long break is way too long. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's fantastic. We're excited to see that. And on Instagram, you're, you're at. S head 16. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Which is honestly, it's most of my food pictures. Okay. <laughs> well, we can I all, enjoy those. We can all <laughs> enjoy food pictures. That's right. Uh, Commissioner, where does everybody find you? On Twitter at Duchess Lombardi. 
Perfect. And uh, and then, of course, I, I do want to mention as well, uh, pay it forward with football. Um, they now got their non-profit status, which is very, very that cool. That is so cool. Yeah, it's it's so awesome. And uh, they're actually having an online auction right now to help fundraise. So check out their Facebook page at pay it forward uh, with football. And they, uh, I know they had some signed Freddy gloves on there just recently. That were, Oh, they were very pretty. So, um, yeah, lots, lots to go after. So, uh, so follow those guys and support, uh, Quentin and Samantha. And of course, Calvin now, as he's part of their family, uh, lots of great shows, of course, coming out on the CFPN these days. So catch up on all of the CFL news at cfpodnetwork.ca. And of course, like Stephanie said, there is a new horseman coming at some point that is going to be extremely long as they talk about all the zings on zoom. So make sure that you set aside lots of time, although you can pause podcast and then come back uh and and listen to uh listen to our friends down south um of course join in and uh, check out all of the great shows on the alberta podcast network at albertapodcastnetwork.com and uh, you can join us and all of our huddles at the turf district on twitter facebook and instagram we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk any new signings and any new cfl news um and if you actually were to combine our old iteration and our new iteration that will be our 200th show so we are going to be uh, looking at uh, having a little fun uh between superfan and kayla and i in a couple of weeks so we hope you can join us for that so thank you again to all of you for joining us uh we really appreciate it so for sheldon stephanie smitty commissioner k and superfan mike i'm andrew Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face, and we will absolutely talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. <laughs>